a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you today for your kindness, your mercy, and your favor. Thank you for the privilege you have given unto us to see yet another new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the name of Jesus. Commit ourselves into your hands today and we pray that you pour out your grace and your favor upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. By your power, we frustrate every works of the enemy. Pray for open heavens over our lives in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, I thank you for the privilege that you have given unto me, for the grace that you have poured upon my life. I bless your name. I give you all the glory for giving me another chance to be alive. There are many people that are better than us, but they are dead and gone. We are still alive because the purpose of God for our life is still standing. Give him thanks. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Declare with me, every strong man that is attached to my life, be arrested by the fire of the Holy Spirit strong man of darkness pharaohs errors that will not allow me to go be arrested by the power of god in the mighty name of jesus i release the fire of the holy ghost against every pharaoh that is working against my life from my father's house from my mother's house i release the fire of the holy ghost against every pharaoh and errors that is walking against my life from my father's house, from my mother's house, in the name of Jesus Christ. All the cycle of evil patterns in my family, I break their influence over my life in the name of Jesus. Declare that, declare that. I break all the cycle of evil patterns. I break all the cycle of afflictions in the name of Jesus Christ. I break all the cycle of evil curses in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Every plan of the enemy to stop my miracles, plans of the enemy to stop my deliverance, plans of the enemy to stop my advancement, I arrest them in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus to erase any legal ground that the enemy is having against me, against my moving forward, in the name of Jesus Christ. I close all doors that the enemy has opened against my progress. Declare it, declare it, declare it. Say it loud. I I close all doors that the enemy has opened against my progress. And I command every door closed against me to be opened in the name of Jesus Christ. Stronghold of witchcraft stronghold of ancestral curses against my home against my destiny 
I break it down in the name of Jesus Christ. I break it down in the name of Jesus. Declare it. Say, I declare that every word that is contrary to the promises of God in my life are nullified. Every tongue of the enemy speaking ill, speaking evil, speaking retrogression against my life, let them be arrested in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, by the power in the name of Jesus, I separate myself from every ancestral connections. I separate myself from every ancestral connections to family curse, to evil patterns, to delays and to disappointments in the name of Jesus. All satanic poison in my life, I vomit them out by the power in the mighty name of Jesus. Lastly, we are going to declare that by the power in the name of Jesus, all evil patterns in my father's house, in my mother's house, is abolished over my life in the mighty name of Jesus. My life will go according to the will of God. My life will go according to the purpose of God for my destiny. In the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Good morning, beloved. By God's grace, on Monday, I started speaking about the fact that we need to work very hard on taking care of our soul. Yesterday I spoke about the need to avoid depression and it is going to be a week-long series on us taking care of our soul. So being able to let go of the hurt and all the problems that has been caused by people on us. So, I want you to turn your Bible with me. I want you to turn your, your Bible with me to the book of John chapter 8. The book of John chapter 8. And I want you to follow me judiciously. How would God, how would Christ react to the current situation find yourself right now. I'm speaking directly to people that are currently fighting something. They are, they, they, there is a battle in the realms of the spirit. And there is also, there is also a battle in their soul. My message is directed to these people this week. And I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit has taken important interest in your issue and all is going to be well with you in the mighty name of Jesus John chapter 8 from verse 1 I'm going to read downward Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them and the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be, the, such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now the Pharisees and the scribes are the custodian 
of the law of Moses during their days. They are like the shepherd. They are like the bishops. They are like the pastors. They are like the, the prophets. Their duty is to execute the Torah. When somebody goes against the law of Moses, it is their duty as a judge to execute whatever the law of Moses says they should do. So these people are in the position of the Levites or the pastors today, the bishops, the prophets, the head of the churches today. So now there was a woman who was caught disobeying the law of Moses, which was the, the law against adultery. And because the Pharisees and the scribes have made themselves the judge over the people, their duty is to execute whatever the law of Moses said. In their own case, they wanted to execute the woman by stoning her to death. But they are also looking for the opinion of Christ. In order for them to catch him with something. This they said, tempting him, verse 6, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. I'm coming back to this place. We have a lot of things to talk about today. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eddest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst when Jesus has lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thy accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? As a matter of fact, Jesus did not see the Pharisees and the scribes as leaders. He didn't see them as executor of God's agenda in the midst of his people Jesus saw them as accusers Jesus saw them as accusers any Christian any pastor any individual who try as much as possible to sort of try to help God to execute his judgment on another believer who fell into sin is an accuser that's what Jesus is saying. And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Mark this place in your Bible. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Jesus did not come to condemn. Jesus came to bridge the, the gap between man and God. And he came to do that with love came to do that with love and it is important for us as pastors as Christians as ushers in the church to know that we are called to bridge the gap between man and Christ 
it is not our duty to pass judgment to people because we are all sinners all have sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God remember that you were in a particular position some years back before the gospel reached you in whatever manner the gospel passed to reach you the gospel reached you and whoever preached the gospel to you did not judge you that is why you were able to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you are now on your path to perfection the fact is that you are not perfect yet any believer who is still able to judge another believer is not a perfect believer quote me anyway I can categorically say that every believer as long as you are a human being you have one thing that you are still praying to God to help you overcome so that does not give you the right to judge anyone this woman was caught in adultery he was caught in sin and anytime I read this Bible passage the response of Christ takes me deeper to understand that Jesus just came to demonstrate the love of God to mankind Jesus came to be as a sign that God loves humans God loves us and God cherishes the relationship that we have with him he wants us close to himself he wants us to obey him that God is a father and as a father as a physical father your son your daughter may misbehave they may do you wrong they may disrespect you but it doesn't change the fact that they are your children it doesn't change the fact that they are yours you discipline them and you still love them back when you discipline them you bring them close to yourself any parent who cast their children out in the name of discipline we give account when they get to heaven because that is not the way to discipline a child casting out your child to the world for them to go and face the consequences of their actions alone we bring the judgment of God upon you as a parent because in the first place your children falling away from the kingdom of God is a demonstration of your failure as a parent so you got to bring them close and bring them to a place of healing and bring them to a place of obedience to God it's not by casting them away that will make them learn the lesson that they're supposed to learn this applies to all spiritual parents and all pastors all bishops and all workers in the church and all physical parents too what Jesus did to this woman was the only one Bible passage that changed my perspective about discipline sometimes you discipline with harshness and you use love to discipline too so that the person you are disciplined will not feel like you are you are judging them that is not complacency that is not compromising your faith 
it is called compassion it's called compassion when you are compassionate about souls you are compassionate about people their mistakes will not make you reject them their mistakes will rather grant you access to show them love it's what Christ did believe me many people are in depression today because of what the church did to them it's a very very important topic that I want you to take note of and if you are there listening to me you are what you are right now you are angry with God you don't want to serve God anymore because of what your, your pastor did to you because of how your pastor disgraced you because of how the church wasn't there for you when you needed them the most and you abandon your ministry you abandon the work that you are doing for God you you need to go back probably find another church where you can be useful to God and the fact is that this thing is in every church if the pastor did not judge you we have the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes in the church who will judge you without the knowledge of the pastor they will talk about you so you have to also learn to humble yourself and close your ear to what people are going to say about your errors and focus your attention on what you are doing in the house of God I listen to so many people who are no longer going to church and 96% of them complains about what somebody did to them in the church some of them complains of how the pastor reacted to them some of them complains about the pastor wife some of them complains about the head of their department how the person wasn't considerate they were late to choir practice and you lash the hash on them and you are not even listening you are not even ready to listen to what they wanted to say and it turns out that that day the person was late because the person is even is, is even sick the person is sick so they try hard to just make it to the rehearsals and you never listen because of this this person left the choir this person left the group this person left the church because we sort of bring our own personal interest and we mix it with the things of God it's in church that you hear people fighting and then you say what's the cause of the fight he say he disrespected me he dis- I don't like people disrespecting me yes the person disrespected you but that is not a ground for you to cast the person out of the presence of God or make the life of that person so difficult in the house of God Jesus wouldn't do that many people have turned against God because of what somebody in the church did to them and if you are currently listening to me and you are one of those people who have made up his or her mind not to serve God again because of what somebody did to you in the church you have to repent understand that people will always be people that does not their behavior does not invalidate the fact that God is love it does not invalidate the fact that God loves you even with all your weaknesses with all your baggages God loves everything I preached a message some time back I hope the Holy Spirit will help me 
to be able to share this message with you again. God is not looking for perfect people. God is not looking for perfect people to use. God is looking for imperfect people and he wants to recycle them and make them instruments unto his glory. God is not looking for somebody who is perfect, who is clean. Paul, Apostle Paul wasn't a clean person, wasn't a perfect person. He was the most notorious persecutor of the faith, which he now came back to, to function more than the people that he was persecuting. Apostle Peter wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. He can easily be influenced by people. Jacob wasn't perfect. David wasn't perfect. Abraham wasn't perfect. If Abraham was perfect, when his wife told him to enter into the, uh, the room of Haggai, to sleep with Haggai, he would deny. He would say no. Based on his principle. But because of his imperfection, he went, he went in and fell into the sin. And upon all his imperfection, God, God still calls him righteous. God declared him righteous. Does not mean that God condones sin. God doesn't condone sin. But God is compassionate. I am not massaging your sin. I'm not massaging sin. Sin is sin. And it's destructive. You have to you have to move away from it. You have to repent from it. But God is not looking for perfect people. God wants you to come as you are to his presence. And then humble yourself. Submit yourself. Allow him to recycle you. Allow him to help you drop those habits. So that you can become a vessel unto honor. A vessel unto glory. This woman that was caught in adultery became a follower of Christ, became a disciple of Christ. She followed Christ. Then there was a time that the Pharisees was even, were even making mockery of, of Christ because he was constantly found with the sinners. He was constantly found with the sinners. God loves imperfect people. He wants to use imperfect people for his glory. Are you struggling with one sin or one thing that you are dealing with? Don't allow that to be the reason why you are not going to serve God. I had an encounter with a young man some years ago. This young man is addicted to marijuana. He smokes marijuana with passion. And he wants to serve God. Don't forget, people have psychological problems. People have emotional issues. Before they came to the house of God, that may have made them to become addicted to certain substances. People have depression before they came to the church. People have, people had heartbreaks. That the only way they can numb the pain is through alcohol, is through these smokes, is through some habits. Some people have bad habits shopping anyhow because of heartbreaks. 
and when they come to god when they come to the church when they come to christ the church want them to drop that habit they have developed for years at once so that they can they can be useful to god if they are not able to drop that habit then they are not allowed they are not allowed to even voice out any opinion they are not even allowed to contribute during sunday school they are not even allowed to do anything in church they are just allowed to come to church sit down at the sinner's corner and say even to say amen sometimes they are not allowed christ is not like that jesus is not like that that's that's not the reason why jesus came to save the sinners jesus came so that god can give every sinner a chance so the young man i noticed that he's passionate about music he want to he want to serve god he's very passionate about music so anytime we are singing he will be looking at me one day he approached me so pastor i want to i want to serve god though i really really love music and i want to sing for god but i have this uh, bad behavior that every church I go, everybody just cast me one side. So when I ask him, what's the bad behavior that you have? He said, I smoke a lot. Even sometimes, Sunday morning, I, I can smoke before I come to church. So I told him, well, it is, it is wrong for you to be smoking, but I understand that it has become a habit I'm going to see what I can do to help you overcome this habit. And then the attention I gave to him alone changed his perspective about the church. Sometimes what the ushers, what the church people just need to do is to give attention. Don't look at people from their appearance and judge them based on their appearance some of these people have good content in their heart god looks at the heart the appearance is very very important too don't get me wrong but let us not focus on the appearance and cast people away from the presence of god today this young man is serving god serving god with passion nobody will tell him to drop the habit of smoking because lead someone to have an encounter with God you don't need to lead them to a place of judgment lead them to a place of an encounter with God let them know the consequences of their actions the consequences of their sin to God let them know the consequences of their sin to themselves to their own health at the same time, show them the love of Christ. Let them know that even though the way they are, Christ loves them the same way. In the past, I had a lot of imperfect people in our church that were given chance to serve God. And today, many of them are deeply rooted in God. When you tell them of their... When they, they now use their past as testimonies. It wasn't me. I didn't do anything. All I just did was to just give them a chance. People with terrible lifestyle that are now serving God genuinely today. It is not in my capacity
to force you to serve God. I will lead you to a place of an encounter with God. That's what I'm called to do. So if you are listening to me, you are like this adulterous woman who the church has casted you out. The church is trying to discipline you. But the way and the approach the church disciplines is what is causing you the pain. No discipline is easy to take because every discipline is for your correction, is for your reproof so that you can become a perfect image that God has designed you to be. But I still want you to know that even with that discipline, God loves you. Don't stay away from the church. I met uh, in 2013. We had a program somewhere in the Volta region. It was a one-week-long program, which was to be rounded up with a worship service. During this one-week program, a young lady for like four years, she was coming to church, but she no longer sang in the church. But that day, she came out during the program to give a solo. And she gave a testimony that there was a word that the Holy Spirit said through me that changed a perspective. Somebody offended her in the church four years ago. And she said oh, she loved the church, she loved the pastor, but she's no longer going to sing in the church. But the word that she heard, she understood that a talent is to glorify God. You should not allow anybody to stop you from serving God, from exhibiting the grace that God has given to you, manifesting your talent in the presence of God. Sometimes the devil is at the foundation of all these things. Because the one who is judging yourself is not even perfect. They also have a battle that they are dealing with. My prayer today is that the mighty hands of God will restore you back to his presence. You will feel loved by God again. You will feel strengthened by God again in the mighty name of Jesus. As you go into this day, let the blessing of God fall upon you. Let the, the favor of God abide with you in the precious name of Jesus. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, and the blessing of Israel. In Jesus' name. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you.